Thank you for coming out tonight. It's a nice, cool night, winter's night. And uh, if you haven't heard the news yet, Josh and Erica had a little baby boy, nine pound something. So, um, and we've had an announcement. Uh, Miss Julia Clifford, yeah, another one, another one on the baby train. Hey, just Sister Jen. So, good fertile land, I hear. So, hope it's not too fertile. <laughs> um, Anyway, this evening, I um, hope you enjoyed the meal. I know, I know it's a real blessing. Um, and it's encouraging for me uh, seeing Wednesday nights, although it's on holidays, there's a number of people out tonight. And um, I think it's, it's a good, I suppose, move by the church as such to bring people to fellowship together and um, get to know one another. I know we rush around our busy lives and we don't stop and actually sit down and talk a lot in fellowship. So I encourage you to get others along as well. Um, but I'll just ask you to bow your heads and we'll pray before we get started tonight. Thank you. Heavenly Father, just to do thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house once again. Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that you do bestow upon us each and every day. We just um, help us, Lord, to put aside our will and our feelings and our emotions, Lord, and to be thankful, Father, for firstly, Lord, the eternal life that you've given us, Lord, and security that we have with you. And most of all, Lord, and importantly, that the daily blessings, Lord, that we do um, just take for granted. Just ask, Lord, you'll be with us this evening. Help us to um, listen attentively and to just um, draw closer to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Just get a show of hands if, um, of everyone, if, if, you, if there's ever a time in your life where you think you've walked closer to God than you are now. Yeah? Everyone's been honest? Yeah? There's, 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 with the busyness of life, I know that we can sometimes go, you know, there was a time in my life when I, was, I felt so close to God. And it's like you, you'd mumble something or you're just walking 24-7. It's like you're walking on a cloud. Yeah? You can remember that. If, you, if you've got a good memory, you can, should be able to remember that. And this is what I want to encourage you tonight. Let's just sort of go back down that line a little bit and um, speak about like, the restoration and then, and then draw, encourage you to try and draw back to God. You know what I mean? Draw close to Him. There's nothing... I don't believe nothing more pleasing to the Lord than anyone being that close to him and having a willing heart to, to draw that close to him. So um, if you open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, please. Um, find the book of Psalms and Proverbs in the middle of the Bible. Three books past that and you'll find the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 55. But I just want to ask you this question tonight. Is your will in harmony with God's will? Think about it. Is your will in harmony with God's will? And I'll give you some things to consider tonight. I do honestly believe we can accomplish the most for our Lord if we're walking in his will. Yeah? Um, and putting aside ourselves and putting aside our flesh. The definition of harmony is, is a setting together or a closing of a seam. If you imagine a seam, a stitching. Um, a bringing together and it's a peaceable result. I know we listen to our, our, our musicians and our um, orchestra and our choir singing. There's nothing worse than the odd person getting up when they're singing way out of key with everyone else, isn't there? Or someone's just learning the, to play an instrument and they're just off. Okay, they're not harmonising. So we want to harmonise with God. Okay, the last couple of weeks we've spoken on um, the storms of life. So I was going to do another message on the storms of life, but I won't. So. But this is a bit of a, 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 
I suppose we call it a, a, like a follow-on from that. Okay. Um, oftentimes, during those storms and trials and crossroads and, and things like that, um, it's a point in our life when I find we we have we we make decisions, and whether they're good or bad decisions, we do make decisions. Um, and that process can be probably the most stressful time in your life. I think. Um, I'm young middle age, I'll call it. Um, but I know some of the decisions that I make with my family are just, they, they, they weigh on you, you know what I mean? Are they the right ones? Are they the, you know what I mean? And so I thought, well, I've been praying a bit about this and I, I think that it can be a decision that you make can not only affect you, but it can affect a whole multitude of people around you. You know what I mean? It can be one decision that you make and it takes you on a whole different path. Whether you're walking with the Lord or it's like, you know what, I want to do, I want to do this. You know what I mean? That'll be pleasing to me. And you go down this path and you leave a whole, potentially a whole bunch of destruction behind you or, or whether or not you're just stepping out of God's will. You know what I mean? And, you go, and not saying that the Lord won't bless that, but it's not what he wants for you. So young person, you know, some of the decisions that you have to make, what do you, people ask you all the time, what are you going to do when you finish school? Do you know yet? You've got no idea, do you? Really. You've got no idea. Um, homework or playtime, university, trade, or perhaps even going to ministry. You know what I mean? Things like that. We don't, we don't offer that to our younger people. Like, how about you consider ministry as a, I suppose, that's where you want to go, as a path. Is she the right guy, girl, or guy for me? Big decisions, isn't it? With lifelong consequences. Middle age, how many kids are enough? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which car to buy, house to rent or buy, which job should I take, and how am I going to pay for all this? Yeah? That's pretty common, isn't it? Yeah? When you're a little bit older, when do you want to retire? What age do you want to retire at? You know? And then what? what how, how are you going to fill your time? What are you going to do to fill your time? You know? um, how, and how are you going to purpose to spend your final years? You know? I'm middle aged, and that's, that's strangely enough, that's what I'm sort of looking at some of that now. So, okay, I better start looking at that stuff. Yeah? Um, but the, the, the most key decision, obviously, to me, is um, the decision at any stage of life is to acknowledge that God is real. Okay? If you go through life and you don't acknowledge that he's actually real, um, then you're making a huge mistake. Um, and that's the first one you need to settle. He, he is real. He did send his son to die for my personal sins. Um, and one day I will give an account for that. So if you haven't done that, consider that he know that he is real. Um, some of the decisions are irreversible and the consequences have been long and painful. And I think we all know if they're not in our lives, they're, they're, we know someone who's made some decisions like that. We can't just take them back, but you have to, to move forward on those. Okay. Um, and no one this side of heaven is going to make every perfect decision, are they? I know I've made some crackers, yeah? Some absolute crackers in my life. Um, you know, John, John 3 says, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And by doing this, we've fallen out of harmony with God, haven't we? 
we've been separated from God. So, um, some of the factors that will determine our decision-making process, okay, is our upbringing and our ingrained biases. You know, this is a say upper middle rich area, yeah, okay, and some of the biases that will you know, affect some of the people that we meet and things like that, will all be ingrained. This is where you're raised and born, that's what you're used to. You know? I mean, when I travel to some of the um, third world countries, you see some little, like some of the kids in New Guinea, they've never seen some, I used to travel in the military as well, they'd never seen the white people. You know what I mean? And they'd look at them and stare at you and you're just like, it's all foreign to them, but they're, they're ingrained in them, it's what they, what they know. Historical events shape the way you think. Financial stresses obviously play a big part in people's lives, as much as we don't like to talk about it and admit it, but they do, and some of the decisions that we make. Emotional happiness, what we think is going to make me happy. I've heard someone say before, I'm happy if I'm surrounded by nice things. You know what I mean? And to me, that's pretty, to me, that's pretty shallow. You know? Um, our feelings and views, our intellect, and how smart we rate ourselves. How smart we rate ourselves. Oh, I know better than that. I'm not that stupid. Yeah? And we often look at other people that make dumb decisions. Oh, I'd never make a decision like that. But I'll fail in some other area. Your circumstances, whether they're um, manifested by yourself or not. Or, um, and the most important, I think, is in your decision-making process is the closeness of your walk with God. That'll determine your direction and the steps you take. Um, <clears throat> Romans 7 says to us, it goes, for, in, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. So if we're walking in our flesh, we're not going to make the right decisions. And we're in those storms or battles that we've heard about, we're not going to make the right decisions if we're walking in our flesh. If we're thinking, you know what, oh, I need this and this and this and this. Huh? First thing I want to look at tonight is restoring that relationship. Okay, if you're in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, it's going to read verse 6 to 9. It says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he is abundantly, for he will abundantly pardon it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are the higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We need to remember that whatever we think, 99 times out of 100, we're thinking in our flesh, aren't we? If we drew our hearts close to the Lord and actually returned to the Lord and, and, and asked for his mercy... Things seem to clear up pretty quick, don't they? Don't they? Oh, that's what I find. I'll go through a whole bunch of turmoil, then I'll like, you know what? He instructs us, firstly, to forsake our way. I mean, when I got saved, I said to God, oh, I said, look, Lord, I'm sick and tired of doing it my way. I, I was at, at my wits and I said, that's it. All right, if you're real, you deal with it. You mean? Show me and deal with it. I was sick and tired, it said. So when I read that, forsake your way, I know exactly what he's talking about. It's not my way. It's nothing to do with me. Okay? And he instructs us to return to him. 
look to him, lean on him. He's not one to condemn us eternally for the mistakes that we've made. He's a loving God. And he's waiting beside us no matter how far away we think we are. He's waiting for us to turn back to him. Okay? And no one knows us better than our creator. The one who created us. The one who gives us life each and every day. Romans 11.34 For who had known the mind of the Lord? Who had been his counsellor? No one. There is none higher. Yeah. Nothing's hid from him, so get your heart right with the Lord. And if there's something in there that isn't right with the Lord, it says forsake it, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Don't muck around with it. Get rid of it. I was reading a quote the other day. It says, you can't serve good coffee in a dirty cup. Yeah. Yeah? I don't love coffee. Okay? But I'm sure we wouldn't go over there for a meal at the cafe and someone brings out some nice dirty plates and goes, hmm, you want some burritos? And you're like, maybe not. <laughs> I'm fasting. Yeah? That's a spiritual answer, isn't it? Yeah? Okay. But if it's not in line with God, then cut it off and get rid of it. Okay? That's the first thing we need to do. All right. We need to prepare our heart. All right? We can't come to, to God weekly or daily I mean, with a dirty heart, can we? We can't come in each, each Sunday morning and Sunday night just for a top-up then live our lives during the week. You know, come for a Wednesday top-up, you know what I mean? And go back to it. We need to have a conscious decision to prepare our hearts to, to walk with the Lord, to hear from Him constantly. Yeah? If we're holding on to anything in our life, then it's of our flesh. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. We need to learn to, to lay aside our will and our desires. Okay. When Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said to the Lord twice, he said, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. I can, I can imagine being, I mean, knowing, knowing your future and what beholds you, you know I mean? And knowing the pain and agony you're going to go through, but, and you just go, do it, rather than, you know what I mean? <clears throat> As a parent, somewhat of an understanding, but when you've done nothing wrong, hmm? we need to be willing to remove all emotion from our decisions. Be willing to accept the yes or no answer of what he wills. That's the hard part, I think. Okay. So the first point, all right, prepare your heart. Okay. Second point, read God's word. If you don't read God's word, he's not going to be able to speak to you. Okay? He's not going to contradict what he's, he's writing in the book okay, and apply it to your life. He's not going to say, do this, but the Bible says, do this, but you say, no, 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 it doesn't agree with what you're telling me. It's going to line up with God's word. He's going to speak to us through your word. So when, when you're, you're seeking his will in those decisions, so then you go, well, you know what, Lord, Give, enlighten your scriptures to me. Help me. Give me wisdom. Help me. Show me in your word. If you don't read it, you're not going to hear from him. It's pretty simple. Okay? You don't read your Bible, and he's not going to talk to you. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. No light, you're going to stumble along blindly, aren't you? 
Psalm 112 verse 6 says, The words of the Lord are pure, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Now purity speaks of no moral defilement, a holiness. So his words are pure, okay, they're holy words for you. So you seek the will of God through reading his word. Ask for guidance. If you believe you can rely solely on your spirit, okay, you're going to get led astray, aren't you? Yeah? Because your, your man's spirit, okay, your natural man's spirit, is led by the flesh, isn't he? Guided by the flesh. It appeals to the things of the flesh. <coughs> okay. Third thing, right? So first one, prepare your heart. Second one, read his word. Okay, if you, want, if you want guidance making those decisions, prepare your heart, read his word. <clears throat> have a look at the circumstances, third one, have a look at the circumstances around you. Okay, if your circumstances of your life are contrary to what you believe you're leading to, okay, maybe they're not the right things. You know, if I'm in this good solid church here, 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 and I'm meant to go, well, okay, I'm meant to pick up and go and work in the mine site in the middle of nowhere, Turn lots of money. Good, that'll solve all my problems. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the will of God for me, is it? I'm appealing to my flesh. I had the opportunity a few years ago when I finished my trade to go work up on the mines you know, and earn some good money. Yeah? And I think, well, I'll fly and fly out. Yeah, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? I can give more money to missions, but it's like, well, that's not what God wants, is it? Okay? But the path of the justice is a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. But the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Look at the circumstances. If you don't lean on your own leadings and manipulations, okay? <clears throat> look, look at the counsel that you get. You know? In a multitude of counselors, there's safety. There's some of the key verses that I, I was given from the Lord before I came to this church about surrounding yourself with wise men and the counsel that I'll get. Yeah? And I, I thank the Lord and I tell people that are willing to listen the, the, the benefits that I have of being in a church like this. Brother Robin, you're one of my good counsellors, you know that. Yeah? I talked with Brother Robin. Yeah? Um, but if I didn't have men around me, like I didn't grow up with any father figure or anything like that, so I made a multitude of stupid decisions along my life. But I really appreciate the counsel of the men in the church. Um, okay. So first one, look, restoring your relationship with God, you have to, you have to do that. Okay. Prepare your heart to listen to God. Read his word. Okay. And assess your situation. Lastly, above all of that, Combine, when you make those decisions, okay, you combine with prayer and study, okay, and reflecting on the things and what the Lord's been doing, okay, you're remembering that your will is absent. You're taking your will out of it, okay, and you're relying solely on the Lord's will, okay. Your mind should be at peace when you come to that point, all right. Be prepared to take that step of faith, okay. He's not necessarily going to go, Open the door and say, oh, Andrew, come on in. Here, I've got a seat for you over here. You're a preacher now? He's not going to say that. 
okay? But opportunities may arise, doorways are open, and you'll be praying about it and things like that, and, you know, but you have to be prepared to take that step of faith, okay? And your decision, remembering your decision is not shaped by your emotions. You've left your emotions, you left your feelings, you left your intellect, but once you've carried out all those things, you can soundly make those decisions, I believe. And not feel like you're stepping out of the will of God. I've got a, a, a little quote in the, in the front of my Bible, and it says, "Once you basically once you've made that decision, don't doubt it. You know, and doubt is the sharpest tool in the devil's shed." And I've had that written in the front of my Bible, because oftentimes I make decisions and I sit and go. I've made that through good sound counsel and good reason, good prayer and study. Um, but don't doubt it. <clears throat> the devil's going to aim to cause you to doubt your decisions and, and he's going to cause you to doubt those, those decisions in the hard times. But you remember how you got to that process, how you got to that making that decision. And so you've checked off all the boxes and gone, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm solid in that decision because I know that's right. Yeah. Right. I, hope, I hope this has helped you a bit. Um, I believe that if you're walking, walking close to God in your storms, then you know, you come out the other side fine. Um, you're not going to get it rattled and fall apart and, and run. You know? um, all things work together for the men that love the Lord. Amen. But you need to love him and draw close to him. Psalm 37 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. All right? Isaiah 55 again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Remember, it's only by walking in the Spirit that we're going to please God. Just uh, bow our heads and pray. Right. Heavenly Father, just do thank you, Lord, um, for the work you do do in our lives, Lord. Help us this evening, Father, to draw close to you, Lord. Help us, Father, when we make our decisions, Lord, to put aside our will and our emotions. Help us to leave our feelings and our intellect behind, Lord, and to um, seek out your will. As many of us, Lord, have made decisions and we've been closer to you in the past, Lord, I pray. Father, you help every one of us this evening, Lord, draw closer back to you, Lord. Help us stay there, Lord. Stay there in times of struggles and times of battles, Father. Let's pray and ask these things in your name.